Praise the Lord, everybody. You may be seated. God is good, isn't he? Thank God for that mercy and grace that's made new to us every day. I don't know about you, but without that, I couldn't make it. There would be no, I, I can't live good enough, not on my best day, to deserve the things that God has given to me. I have never deserved them, but I'm thankful for his mercy and his grace. And I'm thankful for a God that's long-suffering and loving and kind, many wonderful attributes that he possesses. I'm glad he's my God. How about you? Amen. I'm glad I'm his child. How about you? Amen. I'm glad he's my father. Praise God. It's good to be in Sunday school this morning. Uh, I loved Sunday school from the time I was a little boy in the back of this church. You know, I had Sunday school teachers. A lot of them are here looking at me, thinking to themselves right now, how in the world did that boy ever make it? <laughs> but I'm thankful for my Sunday school teachers then and now. Uh, this has been a blessing. Uh, adult Sunday school has been a blessing to me, the teachings that we've heard. And uh, I pray today that we can, uh, we can glean something from the Word of God through this lesson. Amen. The title of the, me- the, the lesson today that I have is, is You Have No Choice. And I asked Brother Chris if he'd put that on the, uh, on the screen. You have no choice. I don't know about you, but when I, when I hear that, when I see that word, those words, you have no choice, there's something begins to kind of, kind of bristles up in me because I don't really like that idea that I have no choice. And uh, I think all of us, if we would be honest and agree, we like being able to choose. We like being able to make a choice on things. And that's not a bad thing. That's something that God created us with. He created us different than the animals. He created us with the ability, the ability to choose. And uh, it's called free will. And I'm thankful that God made me that way, aren't you? Uh, I've never liked it when, when I, I was in a place or in a situation where I had no choice. I like to be able to choose. You know, and uh, we, make, we make thousands of choices, multiple thousands of choices every day. I mean, we made a, we made a choice this morning as soon as our eyes... Popped open this morning, we made a choice. We could have decided to stay there in bed, hit that snooze button, which, I mean, or if you set an alarm, you could have hit the snooze button. You could have rolled over. You didn't have to be here this morning. There was nobody that put a gun to your head and said, look, you get up, you get dressed, and you go to the house of the Lord or else. No, we had a choice. We had free will. God gave us that ability. When I got up this morning, and I looked in the closet. I, I could have chose different things or whatever. And, and uh, this morning I tried tucking this church shirt in. And I said, no, because I don't like leaving it out. But, but choices have consequences. When, when I tuck that shirt in, it makes me look real fat. You know. Uh, but we have choices. And we make them every day. When we go, uh, some of us are deciding right now, probably even thinking about what we're going to have for lunch. How many of you already thought about that? Well, do I want this or do I want that? You know, I, you know, thank the Lord we have choices. Now, our choices might be limited in Kennett, Missouri about uh, eating establishments. I mean, it's not like it is up there. I mean, every time I talk to Christian, he's talking about a new place that he's eating at. And, uh, you know, and a lot of times my kids don't understand. You know, I love this part of the country. I'm born and raised here, and I love it. And they, and they say, 
well, Dad, you just don't have a lot of stuff to choose from down there. And I said, well, that's kind of the way I like it. I mean, I like to go places and I like to try new things. But, but anyway, we have choices. And we're, I'm thankful for that. I mean, I, I go to, I, Brother Sharon, I go to a restaurant sometimes. And uh, they'll ask me, what would I like to drink? And I'm a Pepsi. I like Pepsi. And uh, now I'll go on a splurge every once in a while where I'll like Coke, all right? But most of the time I like Pepsi. But I'll go to a restaurant and they'll say, and, and they'll say, well, we don't have Pepsi products. We have Coke products. Well, I mean, I would like to have the choice of having a Pepsi, but I can drink a Coke. Now, if the only, so, only, the only drink I had to choose from there was Dr. Pepper, and I don't want to offend any Dr. Pepper lovers, but, man, that would be, I would not like the idea that I didn't have a choice because I do not like Dr. Pepper. You know, but that's my choice, you know. And I, I remember my grandmother, bless her heart, she loved Dr. Pepper. And she kept the refrigerator full of it all the time. And she never understood that I didn't like Dr. Pepper. kind of tastes like medicine to me or something. I don't know, just me. But every time I would go, you know, son, you want a Dr. Pepper? Marty, you want a Dr. Pepper? And I'd end up having to drink a Dr. Pepper. Uh, but uh, I wish that I'd have had a little bit more choice in there but our our flesh does not like the idea of not having a choice and that's because God created us with the ability to choose and like I said we choose every day all day long we make I, I mean if we would just keep track of our choices it's probably multiple thousands of choices we make every day now some of those choices are insignificant some of them really don't matter it didn't matter today if I wore the darker colored shirt that I looked at or the lighter colored shirt. I don't think anybody's going to remember Wednesday night or next week what I even had on today. A lot of us feel like that people do, but they don't really, I don't think they pay that close attention. Now, I did notice, brother, them socks right there just now, and I'll probably remember that. <laughs> but uh, that's choices. Some of them are insignificant. They don't, they don't carry a lot of weight. It doesn't matter. But there are choices that we make in life that are very significant. And those choices, because every choice we make, no matter how small or how great, it has something attached to it. And that is called consequences. Every choice we make has a consequence. Some choices have little or no consequence, but some do. And so it's important when we make choices in our life to really to really think about it, to really uh pray about things, to really search things out and uh, to weigh all the matters that uh, the situation, whatever the choice might be. Like I said, some are so insignificant that it's just, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter today if I, if I choose to go to Grecian or KFC or wherever I choose to go. You know, that, that's not going to play a big part of, of my life. But if I choose to, you know, if I choose to eat quarter pounders with cheeses at McDonald's, Two and three times a day, every day. Well, guess what's going to happen to me? I'm going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and I'm going to have uh, cholesterol. You know, I'm going to have some issues going on because I made some. I should have made a choice to eat a salad every once in a while, or eat a turkey sandwich every once in a while. And uh, so, it's important that to realize that our choices do have consequences. And I. I I was thinking about when I be, when the Lord began to deal with me on this on this lesson. I thought about an old country singer that sang a country song, and I don't usually uh, talk about country singers, and I don't know if George Jones has been talked about in church a whole lot. But uh, we won't play him on the big screen. I was almost tempted to do that, 
but no, we won't do that. But uh, George Jones was a, a classic country singer, well loved by the country community, was a great country singer. But he, 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 he wrote, a, wrote and sang a song called Choices. And uh, as I began to prepare for this lesson, that song just kept going over and over and over in my head. And he said, in the lyrics of that song, if I can remember, right, remember them right, he says, I've had choices since the day that I was young. I've, I've had voices telling me right from wrong. If I had listened, then I wouldn't be here today, living and dying with the choices I've made. Now think about that, because that, that applies to all of us. He said, I've had choices since the day that I was young. I've heard voices. I've had voices telling me right from wrong. If I had listened, then I wouldn't be here today living and dying with the choices I make. Our choices have consequences. We live or we die by the choices that we make. Now, in the first verse of that song, he says at a very early age, he was introduced to alcohol. He said to drinking. And he said, I made a choice at a very early age to drink. And he said, I very seldom ever turned it down. He made a choice. Now, his life, and I'm not here to talk about George Jones or a documentary about George Jones because I don't really know his life. But I do know that his life was filled with uh, troubles and trials. Even though he was famous in the country world, it was multiple uh, failed marriages and he was t licensed, taken away for alcoholism, and everybody laughs about the, the story they heard about George Jones getting arrested by the police for riding a lawnmower to the liquor store. You know, and that's all funny, but really you think about that, that's kind of pathetic. That a grown man, because of a choice that he made, would have to be riding around on a lawnmower because he can't have a driver's license. George was living and dying by the choices that he made. And that's what that song was talking about. And And... You know, we, we also live and die by the choices that we make. And if we look at Scripture, all through the Bible, with almost every Bible character, we can see choices being made. Like I said, some are insignificant choices and some are very important. They are life-changing choices. And you don't have to go far. I mean, you can start at the very beginning with Adam and Eve. You know, they were put in paradise. They were put in a place where, where they were in constant fellowship with God and in constant fellowship with the things of God. But they exercised their free will. I mean, God, just think about it. God could have created us, Brother Littles. He could have created us where we didn't have a choice, where we had no free will, where we had to worship him, we had to serve him. But that's not what God was looking for when he created man. He wanted somebody that out of their own free will would choose him and would serve him. So Adam and Eve were given a choice in the Garden of Eden. And we all know the story. And I don't have to go through the story of Adam and Eve and, the, and how, how Mother Eve was beguiled by the serpent. And she made the wrong choice. And then Adam made a wrong choice when he was, he was deceived by his wife. They made choices. And those choices had consequences. You know, the Satan had lied to them because, see, there's, we live in a whole world that tries to influence our choices because the world knows, society knows, uh, when you, you know, 
All you got to do is just, is just when you're going down the road, listen to the radio, you're watching TV. I mean, there's advertisement after advertisement. And anymore, anytime you try to look at your phone, it's ad after ad. People trying to influence us with our choices. I, I'm wanting to go to Popper Bluff right now because I want some Buffalo Wild Wings. All because I've seen a commercial that had that hot sauce dripping off of those things, and they look so good. And one of these days, I'm not going to make a special trip, but one of these days when I'm passing a Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm going to stop and have it because I was influenced by a commercial. It made me want to make a choice to have that. But Adam, but Adam and Eve, they made a, a wrong choice, and that choice had a, had a consequence. They were, they were surrounded in paradise, but all of a sudden they were put out of that. And sin, as we know it, came upon this world and came into our lives because of, of their choice. And now we are all, all born into sin because of the choices that they made. It, it didn't, and it didn't go far with their siblings, Cain and Abel. There was a choice to be made. When they come time to, to bring a sacrifice to God and it came time to worship God and to create an altar, one may, Abel made a wise choice, Cain a not-so-wise choice. And there was consequences for that choice. And you can go right down through the scripture. We look at Noah. When, when God had when God repented God that he had made man and he wanted to destroy the earth because of the wickedness and because of the violence and because of all the things that we even see going on today in our society. Because the Bible says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be before the coming of the Son of Man. So this world today that we live in is not much different than it was in the days of Noah. But when Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord and God gave him direction and told him what to do, the Bible says that Noah with, moved with fear and he obeyed God. But you know what, Brother Larry? He had a choice. He could have said, you know what? This, just, this, sounds, uh, this sounds like a crazy idea. I started to say cockamamie, but I don't even know if anybody knows what that means anymore. But we grew up with those kind of words. This sounds like a crazy idea. Building this vessel and it's never even rained. You know, I don't think it takes all that. So he could have made a choice not to obey God. And I believe that God gave him that choice. He had that free will, just like we all do today. And he could have chose not to obey. Or in the building of that ark, if he would have said to himself, you know what, I don't think it's going to take, God gave me specific instructions on how to do this, but I don't think it would take all of that. That old black tar that he's told me to smear on the outside and on the inside of this thing, that stuff is nasty, it's sticky, it's black, it's just, it's gooey, I, I, it's, I, it don't look good. This vessel is not going to look right. It's not going to go. I think I'll deviate from that plan, and I, I think I want to do something different. Well, guess what would have happened if Noah would have deviated from the, the plan that God gave him? If he would have made a choice and said, I don't think I want to do it just like that. I got a little better idea of how it should be done. What do you all think would have happened to the ark? I believe it would have sunk, and it wouldn't have floated. But because... He obeyed God, and he made a choice, a conscious choice, to be obedient to God. It was for the salvation of himself and his family. Amen? Choices. We all have choices. And you look, I mean, you can go right down the line. Abraham, when God called him, he was the father of, 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 of many nations. When God called him and said, I want you to get up, and I want you to leave your mama and your daddy, I want you to leave everything that you've ever known, the land that you've loved, the, land, the things that you're comfortable with. I want you to leave that place, and I want you to go to a place that I'll show you. He didn't even know where he was headed. He didn't, even, he didn't really know, but he trusted God and believed God. But you know what? Abraham had a choice. He could have said, you know what? 
I just don't seem logical to me. I got it pretty good here. I got it pretty good here with, with, with mom and dad. It's pretty convenient. You know, we are established here. We're doing pretty good. You know, I think I want to stay here. But no, Abraham didn't do that. He obeyed God, even though he had a choice. And if he hadn't, that choice would have had a consequence. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Israel. We wouldn't, we, wouldn't have, we wouldn't have this right here like we have the word, like we have it today. But he made a choice to be obedient to God, and that choice had consequences. And God blessed him for that. And all through, all through these patriarchs' lives, you see these places where they made choices. Moses, Moses, when God, when God called Moses and said, I want you to go back, and I want you to tell Pharaoh to set my people free, Moses could have said, you know what, God, I've got a speech impediment. I'm not qualified for this. And he did. He tried to, he tried to bargain with God about that a little bit. He said, God, you, you, you need to call somebody else. I'm not quite, quite able. But, but in, he eventually made the right choice to be obedient to God. And because of that, the children of Israel were set free. But choices have consequences. Moses, you know, if, if you remember in your, in your Sunday school lessons, how Moses, you know, even though he was a great prophet and a great leader, how he didn't get to go into the promised land. And that was all because of a choice that he made. God told him to do something one way, and he, made, he deviated from what God said, and he chose to do it another. And God refused to let him enter the, con- the, the promised land. So what I'm trying to say is choices and the choices that we make, they do have consequences. I think about King David. I think about King David. The Bible says that he was a man after God's own heart. And I mean, I loved hearing about David when we were in Sunday school. And I love reading about him. I'll, every year I'll go back and I'll go through all these patriarchs because, and just read about them because I draw a lot of strength from them. And, what I, you know, and the thing that's, that's good to know is that they, they were human like we're human. They weren't perfect. You know, you start really looking at the life of David there, man, and you think, man, I don't know if I would say that was a man after my own heart or not because he made some bad choices. He made some good choices. When he listened to the voice of God and when he was obedient to the voice of God, he made good choices and wise choices in his life. But when he wasn't listening, he made some drastic choices in his life, some very bad choices. And those choices end up having consequences. When he committed the sin with Bathsheba, and he, it just was like a, it began to snowball in his life. And, and from, that, from that point on, there was consequences that were, even though God forgave David, and I believe God 100% forgave David, but although God forgives for a bad choice, and though he forgives for a bad mistake, there are still consequences for sin. Amen? Amen. I'm living proof of that. I, I, I mean, I, I could sit here and go over things in my life and tell you and, and show you places in my life where I made unwise choices and bad choices. And although God has forgiven me for those choices, to this day I'm still paying for some of those actions. Amen. You know, uh, I could choose to. I could choose to. You know, it's just I, I had uncles that chose to destroy their body with alcohol. They were alcoholics. And then in latter years of life, they were able to give their heart to God. And God completely forgave them for their past sins. But just because God forgives you for that, it doesn't mean that you might not die with cirrhosis of the liver because of the choices that you made. So choices have consequences in our life. 
Now, what, I, what I'm so thankful about God is that he will give us strength to, to make it through whatever that we face if we'll trust in him and believe in him, if we'll make the right choice. Our sins can be forgiven. Our past mistakes can be forgiven. And whatever things that are before us, even though there might be some consequences for, for past mistakes, I mean, I wish I could tell you. Some people will tell you this, and I wish I could, but I can't because the Word of God doesn't, doesn't bear this out. I wish I could tell you you could come to these altars and you could turn your heart over to God and everything that from that step, that step forward, everything in your life was going to be perfect. And everything in your life was going to be peaches and cream, and it was going to be like, man, this is, I can't tell you that. I can tell you this, though, that when you leave this altar, when you've given your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, you are not alone anymore. And you've got somebody that will help you to make wise choices in your life. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He will be there, and he will help you. I was, I was in the lobby of a, of a restaurant here a few weeks ago when I went to visit my children and, and go to church with them one Sunday morning so I could worship with them. I've been missing them and wanting to see them. And I wanted, I wanted to worship with my grandbabies. And uh, we had a wonderful service. And we were standing in the lobby, and it was really crowded trying to get in this place. And this man began to talk about how he struggled with alcohol and how he was addicted. I mean, I don't even remember what brought that on. But he began to talk about that in this group of people. You know, he began to talk about how his struggles with addiction and with alcohol and this one after the, two or three people begin to testify to this man how God had delivered them and set them free from that. And I thought, and, and so when it kind of cleared out there and I had a chance to talk to that man, I told him, I said, the Bible says that out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. I said, you've heard more than two or three witnesses here today that told you that God can deliver you from alcoholism. And he can. I said, but I want to be real honest with you for just a second. I said, God can and he will if you want him to. I said, but what God's not going to do, I said, he's not going to come down and open your refrigerator and your cabinet doors and take the alcohol out of your house. I said, he's not going to do that. I said, when you're going down the road and you're wanting to turn into that liquor store, I said, God's not going to come down and grab the steering wheel and put you back, in the, back on the road. You have to make a choice. I said, that's a choice that you have to make. And I promise you, I told him this, I said, I promise you, if you'll make a choice to, to, in the right direction, God will be with you. And he will be right beside you, and he will give you the strength. When you feel weak in your weakness, he is made strong. I said, and if you'll make the right choice, God will direct your path, and he will help you. Amen. Choices have consequences. I'd like to read. Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter, verse number 19 and 20. And I know I've talked a lot, and I better look at the time here. Let's see if we got that one. I've got it here. Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20. It says, I call heaven. This, now, this is, this is Moses. He's talking to the children of Israel. I call heaven and earth. To record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. Therefore, choose life. Everybody say choose life. Choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God and that thou mayest obey his voice and thou mayest cleave unto him. For he is thy life and the length of thy days. That thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers. To Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to give thee. He said, I, 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 you've got a choice to make. 
There's a choice. There's a choice that you can make. Choose life. Choose serving God. And, and I'm here today to ask you, to implore you. And, and this, this message was for me because I have choices in my life to make. But I'm asking you, make right choices. Choose God. Choose His way. Choose. God desires that you choose life and blessings. Blessings over cursings. He wants you to choose the promised land, not the wilderness. But the choice is ours. God's not going to force us. Let's go to Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. This is when they were looking to go into the promised land. And Joshua was, ta- was, was, just, was talking to them, trying to make sure they would make the right choice. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Everybody say that with me. Choose you this day. Whom you will serve. The choices was there. The choice was theirs. Just like today, the choice is ours. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua saying, I'm choosing to serve the Lord. I'm going to choose to serve him. Amen. We've talked a lot about choices and, and we could... And I think you understand that there are consequences for choices. So then, henceforth, you might ask yourself, go back, put that title back up, Brother Chris. You might ask yourself, well, Brother Marty, why the title that you have no choice? And I'm, I'm going to wind it up, and I'm not going to take long to wind it up, because this is what started this message for me, this lesson. There are some things in life that we have no choice about. And we don't like to hear that. Because it goes against our nature. But there's a few things that I see clear in the scripture that we need to take inventory of and we need to look at because we really have no choice about them. We absolutely, whether we like it or not, there's some things we don't have any choice about. And one of those things that I see clear in the scripture is that it's appointed unto man once to die. We have an appointment, ladies and gentlemen, with death. Whether we like it or not. No matter, I mean, every one of us, every person that's underneath the sound of my voice, there's going to come a time in your life when you're going to breathe your last breath and your fleshly body is going to give, give up the ghost. And, uh, and, and, and some people fear that, some people not so much. I, I used to fear it at times, and I'm not saying that I don't fear it. I, nobody wants to die. But, you know, uh, I've come to realize why, why live in fear of the inevitable because it's going to happen. It's an appointment that we all have. That's one thing that we cannot cho- that we cannot choose. There's people that have tried. There's people that try to they 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 try all kind of different methods to live forever. But guess what? There's going to come a time when they're going to pass from this life. So there's something there that I see that we have no choice about. That we all must die. We have an appointment with death. And the next thing that I see that we have no choice about is in that same verse in Hebrews where it says it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that. The judgment. Now, I, maybe I don't, I, don't, I don't even like the idea of that. I don't want to be judged. I don't want, but guess what? It doesn't matter if I like it or not. There is no, I have no choice in the matter. I will stand before God someday and stand in judgment. So there's two things right there that are clear in Scripture that we have no choice about. Is there, we're, gonna, we're all going to die. And we're all going to stand before God. And this next part, I want you to, this is what brought this on for me. There's one other thing that I never really thought that much about that we have no choice about. And when you leave every man, woman, and child, anybody under the sound of my voice, saved or unsaved, there's one other thing that we don't have any choice about. When we leave these flesh bodies, 
we have no choice in the matter that we are going to live forever. Every one of us has eternal life. Every one of us, saved or unsaved, has eternal life. You have no choice about it. There's some people that want to believe, well, when you're dead, you're just done. I've talked to people like that. Well, I, I just don't believe that. Well, I, I got a newsflash for people, and I don't want to be offensive to anybody, and I try not to offend people when I say this, but some things are true whether you believe it or not. Just because you choose not to believe it doesn't mean that it's not true. And this word right here that I love so dear, there's things in there that I would just prefer not to believe, but guess what? That doesn't make them untrue. They are true whether I believe them or I choose not to believe them. So you have no choice when it comes to death, and you have no choice when it comes to the judgment, and you have no choice in the fact that you are going to live eternally somewhere. Somewhere you're going to live on. And henceforth, we go back to we have a choice. We, hallelujah, we have a choice of where that's going to be. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, that means us, whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want to live forever with him. I don't want to live eternally separated from him. The Bible talks about the wide gate, the, the straight and the narrow way and the broad way. And I, I won't go into all those scriptures because I'm limited on time. But I want to choose. I want to choose life today. I want to choose Jesus today. I want to choose his way because I want, because I have no choice that I'm going to live forever. You're going to live forever. When you're dead, it's not just done. You're going to live on somewhere. So today, the choice that I have is I want to choose to be with him. Amen? Amen. Won't we stand to our feet? Hallelujah. Let's choose life, brothers and sisters. Amen. Living and dying with the choices that we make. Thank God we chose to be here this morning to hear God's word. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for letting me share with you what was on my heart today. And let's just pray. Heavenly Father, we love you and we thank you for your word. We thank you for your anointed word, God, that can change, can and will change our lives. Help us, God, in this day and hour when we live, which we live, when we are being bombarded with all kind of choices. And there's so many spirits, God, that are trying to tell us and trying to lead us aside from what your word so doth plainly declare. Father, help us this day to choose your way. Hallelujah. To choose the promise the promises that you have for us and to realize, to realize that without fail that our choices have consequences. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord, to choose your way. Amen. To choose you in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you. Thank you, Brother Marty. You know, we read in Luke, uh, 18th chapter, I think, that the... Uh, Christ gave a rich young ruler a choice. He said, you can get rid of what you got and follow me. And it says that he, uh, I believe it said he turned away very sorrowful for he was very rich. I would never want someone to look back in a couple thousand years, somebody writing about my choices and say, look at what they did. They chose the little bit on this earth over all of eternity. I am thankful. Brother Marty, appreciate that this morning. I'm thankful that I had the opportunity to choose Christ, to choose to have relationship with him and that he can...
give me salvation. I'm thankful for that this morning. You're dismissed for a few moments. We'll start back up at 11 with worship service.